May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So last week, of course, was the national holiday known as Thanksgiving, and so I was buying food to make for our reduced uh, group of family and friends. Um, I couldn't help but see all of the Christmas uh, decorations going up and all of the Christmas-themed things happening, and I, 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 I fell into temptation because I can't wait for Christmas this year. <laughs> Some of you might have seen the post where I had my Twinings Christmas tea, my blueberry, uh, I mean my bluebell, cookies, Christmas cookies, ice cream, and my St. Arnold's Christmas ale. So that was Thanksgiving. And we're in this time where we're looking for so many things to be thankful for, even in the midst of pain and rising numbers in COVID and all the things that we know are wrong with our world. We're in this time between looking and being aware and awake to God at work in the world, a time when we need to renew our hope and our confidence, not just to remember the babe born in a manger, but to remember the promise fulfilled and the promise to come of Christ saving and renewing the world again and again. I have put the litany of thanksgiving here where it doesn't normally go, so that this homily may show you or engage you with that practice of giving thanks. And even though we may occasionally skip to the Christmas ice cream or the cookies or whatever it is this Advent, we need the hope, the longing, the remembrance of the promise of God in this world now more than ever. We give thanks. We wait for more signs and wonders and manifestations of the grace of God in our lives. We wait for all the things we keep vigil for that are good in this world. I recently kept vigil by my husband's side as he was sick with COVID. And I waited and I prayed. And we were lucky but so many are not. And so we wait for a safer world. 
There's a beautiful quote that Michelle Blake offers. And it says that one of the essential paradoxes of Advent is that while we wait for God, we are with God all along. That while we need to be reassured of God's arrival or the arrival of our homecoming, we are already at home. While we wait, we have to trust, to have faith. But it is God's grace that gives us that faith. As with all spiritual knowledge, two things are true and equally true. All at once. The mind can never grasp paradox completely. It is the knowledge of the soul. And so this Advent, we grasp the paradox of a world that is not yet the fulfillment of the kingdom of God on earth as in heaven. And yet we know that the possibility and the moments and the love and the vigils that we keep and the trust that we have in God brings us ever closer, ever closer. So I want to pray the Thanksgiving litany with you. And then I want to end by sharing an Advent credo, which is one of the most hopeful things that I go back to over and over again. So if you would, on your bulletin on page 9, let us give thanks to God our Father for all his gifts so freely bestowed upon us. Yes, even now we are to do that. For the beauty and wonder of your creation in earth and sky and sea, we thank you, Lord, for all that is gracious in the lives of men and women, revealing the image of Christ. We thank you, Lord, for our daily food and drink, our homes and families, and our friends. We thank you, Lord, for minds to think and hearts to love and hands to serve. We thank you, Lord, for health and strength to work and leisure to rest and play. We thank you, Lord, for the brave and courageous who are patient in suffering and faithful in adversity. We thank you, Lord, for all valiant seekers after truth, liberty, and justice. We thank you, Lord, for the communion of saints in all times and places. We thank you, Lord. To our thanksgiving, we add this credo for Advent, written by Daniel Berrigan. It is not true that creation and the human family are doomed to destruction and loss. This is true. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, 
that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It is not true that we must accept inhumanity and discrimination, hunger and poverty, death and destruction. This is true. I have come that they may have life, and that abundantly. It is not true that violence and hatred should have the last word, and that war and destruction rule forever. This is true. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting, the Prince of Peace. It is not true that we are simply victims of the powers of evil who seek to rule the world. This is true. To me is given authority in heaven and on earth, and lo, I am with you even until the end of the world. It is not true that we have to wait for those who are specially gifted, who are the prophets of the church, before we can be peacemakers. This is true. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall have dreams. It is not true that our hopes for liberation of humankind, of justice, of human dignity, of peace, are not meant for this earth and for this history. This is true. The hour comes, and it is now, that the true worshipers shall worship God and spirit and in truth. So let us enter Advent in hope, even hope against hope. Let us see visions of love and peace and justice. Let us affirm with humility with joy, with faith, with courage, Jesus Christ, life of the world. Amen.